Welcome to the Totally Transformed Podcast. This is Lance Borden. And of course, I'm here with Dr. Connie Borden. How are you today? I am doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I like your hat. Thank you. This is, um, I'm in the office on Wednesday and I'm seeing a client this afternoon and usually I don't come in on Wednesday, so they're getting my um, sporty self. Sporty self. My sporty self. Very nice. And you know, on the radio, nobody sees you, so. That's right. It doesn't doesn't really matter what you look like or podcast, but yeah. So yeah, they say that if you're good on radio or maybe even on a podcast that maybe you have a uh, a face made for radio but that's yeah. not true about you well you I could be on tv you're I, so beautiful well thank you that's really sweet of you but at least we don't have to worry about that so much right you know? yeah we don't have to have the right makeup and so the light shines on you and fades you out you know we don't have to go through all that right know? that's true and i might not be wearing a hat but though it does have a cross on it it's very cute nice. thank you very I, cute remember how i got this it's very bedazzled do you want to know how I got it? Uh, yes, I do. I got it when I won the March Madness contest. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. We had like a March I, Madness I, I bracket, picked, if you yeah. don't know, and yeah. uh, mom won it because of her in-depth research <laughs> and following of the basketball season from start to finish. Which was just a total accident. Total accident. But, you know, maybe a discernment. Maybe. I don't know. You never know. You know, so... I, I doubt it. Yeah, but, but it, still, my team didn't win. You are discerning, though. But it came in the la- I, I got the last two. You know, I got right. the last two. So that's pretty good, right? Right. Okay. Uh, we are starting a multi-part series on principles we live by. Mm. And some of these are rooted in quotes that we have heard over the years and have internalized and have borne fruit in our lives. Some of them are rooted in Scripture and verses that have been hidden in our heart, uh, as the Word of God says, so that we might not sin against God. And, uh, and so we wanted to share some of these principles with you because, again, they've been very fruitful for us. They produced fruit, and we just think it would be immensely helpful to share some of them. And uh, you may have some, too, which we'd love for you to share back with us if you uh, email us at info at totallytransformed.org. Uh, we may even share some of those if uh, people share them back to us as we go forward in this series. You know, one thing I wanted to say, one other thing is that um, though quotes in the Word and these things have changed our lives, and I hope that they'll change people's lives, one of the examples of that is when I was teaching, teaching in Christian schools, and I would put pertinent quotes around the top of the room because, you know, kids are just daydreaming. And, you know, like God gives us two ears and one mouth. Put your mind in motion before you put your mouth in gear. Uh, It was a Christian school. I did do some uh, scripturally based things, but those are scripturally based. I mean, you know, be slow to speak, quick to listen. And, I mean, I got all kinds of comments and fruit born out of not doing or saying a thing, just putting those up there, you know, and the kids being transformed. Internalization. Correct. I mean, you know, it's amazing. And, you know, I would argue that most quotes that are attributed to a man or a woman are probably rooted in Scripture if they're... Absolutely. You know, because God is truth, right? right? Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And so you can probably trace most pithy quotes and principles back to the Word of God anyway, whether or not it's a direct quote. Definitely. Um, All right. So maybe we could go back and forth and just kind of share the ones that have been significant to us as individuals. So you go first. Okay. Well, one that I have carried down through and, you know, I hope that we're not saying something and not giving credit. If I had 
a source, I would definitely give the person credit. I don't, if I have a source for this one, I don't remember, but this is what it says. Though it concerns me, it's not my concern. Wow, that's a good one. Though it concerns me, it's not my concern. And out of that, I developed in the principles of um, Borden Psychological Counseling and Totally Transformed Ministries, and this is in the book, Save But Not Free, a diagram of a circle of concern versus a circle of influence. And what I say to everybody that I get to minister to is that you have a circle of influence. I describe that as hearts that are turned towards you. Perfect people in your circle of influence will be your children. They come into the world, their hearts are turned towards you. I say, I say that they're your only true disciples. That's true. And so they're turned to you. You have family members that are hearts are turned to you. When pe- turned towards you, when people come in for counseling, their hearts should be turned toward me to hear the wisdom because there's safety in the multitude of counselors. So if you can focus there, but the rub or the strategy, I think of the enemy is there's so many things we're concerned about. I mean, we are concerned about the government. We're concerned about the world. We're concerned about the poor people. We're concerned about many, many things. And it isn't that you shouldn't be concerned, but this is the way I define it. In that circle of concern, if you're going going to think about it and address it, pray about it. You can't directly change it. In other words, I cannot directly change the president and his cabinet and the decisions he makes because he's really not in my circle of influence. He's in my circle of concern. And many things that go on concern me, but if I sit around and think all day long, I'm going to be frustrated because uh, some of the things that are going on I'm going to agree with, some of the things I don't agree with, I don't know the whole picture. I only know the whole picture of what God has sent me for the people that are in my circle of influence. That's really good. And that's it's going, freeing, actually. It is freeing, and also it's going to keep you occupied in a quality way. First of all, if you're not guilty about being concerned about your circle of influence, and why I'm not guilty about that is because if I'm not concerned about my circle of influence, who is going to be? Right. And again, it's a strategy of the enemy to get you stretched way too far in your thinking and in your concern when you can't control it. You know, another way to say this, if it's an out of my control, I let it go. I don't think about it because I can't control it. Right. I can pray about it and don't ever diminish that because the fervent effectual prayers of righteous men and women availeth much. So I'm not saying be having your head stuck in the sand and don't be concerned about things of concern. But if, you know, the saying is I'm saying it concerns me, but what is my true concern? in my circle of influence. And that has really changed my life. You know, another thing, a principle is if you're going to do it, read about it first, then you can avoid a lot of mistakes and pitfalls that other people have already walked through. Right, right. Another one that applies to what you just said is leaders are readers. You know, have you ever heard that before? Yeah, I have heard that before. If you, if you want to become a leader, just become an avid reader. That's just a, that's just a fact. Not of uh, like uh, like fictional romance novels, no. but of you know. And frankly, if you read for pleasure, that's great too. Yeah. But but reading books that are about you know uh, helpful topics from wise people that are known to be accomplished. It saved me from making a lot of mistakes. And I, I, another example that I didn't know I was going to talk about right now, but um, there is a parade article that I ran across just in the last week or two because I'm cleaning out my office of this guy that lived out in the woods, and he didn't attend a day of school, but he was an avid reader. And when he got to college age level, he tested into college just from reading. 
amazing. Just from reading. And I used to use that when I taught my fifth graders and the, and the principle I would use uh, from a story about Thomas Paine and George Washington when um, an article Thomas Paine wrote helped the soldiers that were in the Revolutionary War at Gettysburg. And it was December. They were cold. They were going to give up. The article was, Are You Sunshine Soldiers or Patriots? That was written by Thomas Paine. And the quote that came out of that is, The pen is mightier than the sword. Yeah. So what we communicate, what we write, what we read, uh, what we say is so powerful. That is so powerful. Yeah. So here's one of mine. You win or lose by the way you choose. You win or lose by the way you choose. It's funny, this actually came out of a stage play that I was in when I was in the, I think, first grade or second grade. And uh, we had a stage play that, you know, the kids acted in. And I got to be kind of a, an extra, if you will, in this play. And it was called Ants Hillvania. Ants Hillvania. And it was about a bunch of ants that lived in an ant hill. And uh, they were kind of like, you know, the family, the Christian moorings of the main character who was Antony. And Antony goes out, and it's basically the story of the prodigal son. He decides that he doesn't want to live under the rules and guidance of his father who leads the colony and have to be dependent on anybody else any longer. He wants to be an independent. So he asks for his inheritance and goes out and uh, ends up being befriended by a dragonfly that leads him astray. But... The law of the ants is quoted in that story, and it is what I already said. You win or lose by the way you choose, and the story just communicated to me at a young age that my choices matter, and I can make good choices that bear good fruit, or I can make bad choices that bear bad fruit. And uh, I think you picked up on that, Mom, when I was uh, coming through that elementary school experience and reminded me of it as I went through my childhood, and it was such a great principle to live by. And sadly, we see that lived out in a negative way by so many around us. And it just breaks my heart sometimes to see the aftermath, the destruction that people end up with, the consequences based on the choices they make. On the contrary, we all have such an opportunity to have this day be the first day of the rest of our lives. And there's another quotable quote or principle to live by. This is the first day of the rest of your life. So no matter what bad choices we may have made in the past, we can start making good choices today that bear good fruit down the road, and you will reap what you sow, which is another one. All right, what is your next principle? Well, this is really straight out of the Word. It's Proverbs thirty-one sixteen. I memorized it in the, in the Amplified Classic which is talking about the Proverbs 31 woman, and it says that woman does not add to her present duties to the neglect of what she's already doing, and with her savings of time and strength, she plants fruitful vineyards. Um, That just hit me between the eyes one time, Um, and what that says, if you want to put it in present tense context, is that before you add something you take a survey of what you're already doing. And if you're not going to be able to complete in quality what you're already doing, don't add something else. 
or eliminate something that you're already doing and then add something else. And um, it just struck me, and of course this is talking to the Proverbs 31 women, but this could be to men, it could be to teenagers, it could be to anybody. It's just a very good principle, and it's also a strategy of the enemy, that he wants to spread you very thin. There's always good opportunities, and particularly if you're educated, skilled, talented, a leader, I mean, you know, another saying is if you want to get something done, give it to somebody who's really busy Um, because that person has learned to compartmentalize, organize, and get things done. And so the problem is, though, that there's so much good things to be done. You know, the poor will always be with you as a principle in the spirit, that a principle in the word. That doesn't just mean poor in money. It could be poor in uh, wisdom. It could be poor in health. It could be poor in uh, the fact that they're wounded or hurt and the things that we minister to. So there's so much need as the bottom line, and we can't meet all the need. Um, But what we have is the Holy Spirit that directs us as to what we should put our hands to, what hand, what plow should we put our hands to. And when we're directed by the Spirit, we shouldn't feel guilty if we have another opportunity or someone comes up with another need and you feel that you cannot meet it. You know, one time the Lord conveyed to me, you're not Savior of the world, I am. And if you're a compassionate person and you have gifting and sensitivity to the needs of others, which is required to do what we do in Totally Transform Ministries, you're going to be very aware and discerning of people's needs. You're going to see needs and understand them even when they go over other people's heads, particularly if you have a gift of discernment, as I do and other people do. And so that has really served me well. Um, I try not just to put on something else because it's a good idea or it's a good thing to do because I'm very busy. Um, in, in what I hope is the good things uh, or the best things that the Spirit has led me to. And what I really like about that scripture and that principle is it says, if you will do this, you will be fruitful. I don't want the things that I'm doing to count as wood, hay, and stubble because I'm either resentful because I'm doing it because I'm rushed or pressured or I'm not doing it under the unction of the Holy Spirit and therefore it's not quality. And so then I'm spinning my wheels, and it isn't going, going to remain for eternity. And I don't think any of us want to do anything but plant fruitful vineyards. So that's Proverbs 31.16 in the Amplified Classic. That's a good one to memorize and meditate on. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about one of my life principles that the Lord has really brought home to me over the years, and that is... Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you, which of course is Matthew 6.33. And it's such a guiding principle for me to understand that as long as I put God first in my life, he will take care of the rest. And that's not an abdication of responsibility by any stretch of the imagination, but it is a resting in the loving arms of my creator and my provider to know that as long as I seek him first and what he cares about, as long as I'm praying your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and living that out with my actions, that he sees to it that my needs are met and frankly that my desires come to pass. Maybe not right when I want them, but in his perfect timing. 
I've just been amazed at the way God has provided in such miraculous ways for me, things that I desired, you know, maybe for years that finally come to pass. And God's just like, here you go. Here's everything you ever wanted and more. And I'm just so amazed at that. And it's not by any merit of my own. And that's something that he's still teaching me because I often want to earn what I have and, and what I receive. You know, I, I don't know if that's just a personality flaw. Uh, I can be performance-oriented where I feel like if I have something good that I should have had to work for it. And sometimes I've had a hard time relaxing in just the goodness of God and knowing that all of his blessings um, are unmerited favor, come from unmerited favor. You know, but every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of Lights. And uh, it, it never fails it has never failed for me. I can personally testify that as I put God first, all these things are added unto me. And it's such a quieting of my spirit, maybe when there's something that hasn't come, you know, that I've desired to rest in the Lord and say, you know what, God, as long as I'm about your business, I can wait. Because if I try to fulfill my own desires, which I've tried to do at times, uh, it is never as good as when you do it. Well, there you go. That's our first four principles to live by. I hope you enjoyed that and and got something out of that. Maybe not every single one resonated with you, but maybe there was one that really hit you between the eyes or resonated deep within your heart. And, uh, you know, we're going to continue this next time on the Totally Transformed podcast to go over more principles that we live by and uh, we hope you'll join us. Speaking of seeking first the kingdom of God, we believe that this ministry represents a great opportunity to do just that. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, and we rely on the donations of those that receive ministry from us. And so if you would like to support our ministry, you can go to totallytransformed.org and click on the green support button and you'll be taken to a secure website where you can enter payment information to do just that. And thank you to all of you that have already given to support this ministry. We really appreciate it. Let's close in prayer and ask God for wisdom today. These principles that we're talking about are rooted in the Word of God. And God has said that He will give us wisdom liberally if we will just ask for it. So let's do that. Agree with me right now. Whatever you're facing, we all need wisdom. No matter what it is we are trying to accomplish or overcome in our lives. Dear Lord, we just thank you so much for your wisdom. Lord, we ask that you would download to us exactly what we need for the situation that we're in. Lord, many of our listeners are struggling right now financially or in their health or in a family relationship, or in many other situations. And we need your wisdom to deal with those situations. And we need to know from you exactly how to operate well. We ask that you would guide us to the scriptures that can give us what we need. And we ask that you would reveal to us the principles that we need to live by and walk through these situations victoriously. We thank you for your grace and your mercy and your love for us to do just that. And we expect your wisdom and we'll give you all the praise and all the glory for it in advance. 
and use it as a testimony once we do receive that wisdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. You've been listening to Lance Borden and Dr. Connie Borden on the Totally Transformed Podcast. Podcast.